1: All right, welcome to the show for Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, as well as Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber and I'm joined by my co-host Nick Webster. It's great to be with you today in the wake of a very uh, busy FA Cup weekend, Nick Webster. You had the one result that was one of the two big surprises of the weekend. You had Everton losing to Millwall. Well done, Nick. Yes, the tea leaves worked
2: beautifully for me that time. We we did say that Everton were very, very susceptible to set pieces, and Millwall scored three from set pieces. So yes, I
1: am the soothsayer at the moment. Well, it's brilliant stuff, Nick. Uh, I'm pleased to let you know, by the way, that I am actually coming to visit you in my brand new Ferrari, uh, which I won courtesy of this small wager. <coughs> excuse me, that I made based on your. Prognostication. So, well done, Nick. Well done. You will, of course, have to buy dinner because I did blow all the money on the car, but that's just the way it is. Uh, so much more to get to. Let's talk about Tottenham Hotspur. The meltdown somewhat continues uh, with Spurs. We're going to talk about that. Some of the luster definitely got to come off Pochettino and lots of discussion about Manchester United supporters no longer interested in Pochettino they're in love with their man Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the only thing I can say to Man United fans is you only sing when you're winning we're going to talk about that and more let's talk about some of the upcoming fixtures in the FA Cup the draw is in Chelsea Man United should be a cracking match Nick uh and you know we didn't talk about non-league side Brentford today uh, getting a replay uh Barnett actually yeah Barnett Barnett. excuse me Barnett Sorry, Barnet getting the replay against Brentford. Yes, of course. An yes.
2: outstanding result for Barnet. And yeah, I mean, the, the draw actually uh, was kind of ho-hum except for the big one, which is Chelsea-Manchester United, a repeat of last year's final.
1: Yep. Look forward to it, right? That's what we got on the table today. And of course, your calls. And don't forget, folks, we're going to give you all of our Premier League predictions for tomorrow's matches 800-878-PLAY 800-878-7529 if you've got something to say you can also find us on twitter i'm at nick geber he's at nick webster we'd love to hear from you once again 800-878-7529 big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the american forces network we love being with you and uh, we hope that you're with us each and every weeknight from 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's Monday through Friday. We're going to step aside, take a break, and we will be right back with more here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211.
3: Valentine's Day is brutal on us guys. The pressure to buy the perfect gift is intense, right? Flowers are always the right call, but here's where it gets dicey. If you show up with produce department flowers that smell like green onions, you're toast. Same with sending stale flowers plus an upsell balloon from some flower giant website. The books is the ticket. That's short for bouquets and these flowers are booking awesome. Look, there's a huge difference between flowers from the books and the others. And trust me, she knows it. Books delivers spectacular Flowers cut fresh from the finest farms in the world. They even have farms on the side of a volcano that produce the most amazing flowers ever. Books are picked fresh and shipped direct so they stay fresher longer. And Books cuts out the middleman, so you save big time. Be a hero this Valentine's Day with flowers from the Books. Go to Books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com and enter the code RON for 20% off. Yeah, 20% off when you enter RON at bouqs.com. That's books.com.
4: Two very different instant replays. Instant replays during Big Game Sunday. And that instant replay you just got on your smartphone of someone encroaching in or around your home. Blink cameras are the ultimate goal line defense. They're motion-activated, so when your Blink camera detects something suspicious, you get an alert on your smartphone with a video replay of what Blink saw. And now you can save 20% on all camera systems during Blink's big game sale. Blink cameras are easy to set up. They're wire-free and run on two AA lithium batteries that last up to two years. And Blink's live feed option lets you monitor your home from anywhere using your Blink smartphone app. No contracts, no subscriptions, and Blink works with Alexa. So let Blink help watch your home while you're watching the
5: big game. Save 20%. Set on indoor and outdoor systems and add on cameras now through Monday, February 4th, 9 p.m. Pacific time. Visit blinkprotect.com slash safe. Blinkprotect.com slash safe. Blinkprotect.com slash safe.
1: Millwall boys for you, Nick Webster, <laughs> the Millwall boys, while well, they were in full effect uh, over the weekend, welcome back to the show, for Street Soccer here on the uh, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, and the Sirius XM app, I, I might say, uh, Nick Webster, we saw a little bit of what we don't like, we saw a little bit of old school football, old school FA Cup, and I'm talking of course about the riot at the end of the Millwall game.
2: Yes, unfortunately, the, you know, the Millwall
1: fans have always had a
2: reputation for being a little bit tasty, a little bit nasty. Everton brought down plenty of support to South East London. And unfortunately, you know, it's, it's the old same old story. It's all kicked off. The police were seemingly unprepared. And some very nasty injuries, very nasty scenes. One Everton fan has got his face sliced open. Uh, I mean, just, just ugly, ugly stuff. And and I feel really sorry for the, for the Millwall club and, and for the Millwall players because they've put in an unbelievable performance. You know, they haven't been playing that well. Uh, they're playing against premiership opposition, and they've absolutely turned Everton over. And if, 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 I'm, if I'm the Everton boss, Mr. Silver, I am feeling... A great deal of pressure right now because it's really not happening for the Toffees this year. And there was meant to be, you know, this this feel-good feeling, get rid of Sam Allardyce, let's start playing some proper football. Well, you know, pretty soon it's going to be come back, Sam, all is forgiven.
1: Yeah, you know, Nick, you bring up, you bring up a great point, but it wasn't even that they got turned over by Millwall. It was that, I mean, they couldn't hold on for the replay. They couldn't hold... When they went to 2-2, I mean, they, they couldn't hold on, Nick, because they went up in the 72nd minute, and you'd think Everton go up 2-1 in the 72nd minute, that they'd be able to, a Premier League team will be able to hold on for the win. But they gave up the equaliser in the 75th minute, and then to make it even worse, they couldn't hold on for the replay. they give it up in the, in the four minutes into injury time. Terrible stuff.
2: Well, look, if, if, if we're being really critical right now, which it's our job. VAR, there's a, yeah. There's, well, no, there's a, serious, there's a serious mentality issue within this Everton team. Look, people bash Sam Allardyce for playing one way. But I tell you what, he got his Everton players up for the game. There was no way Everton were going to concede three goals from set pieces in the Sam Allardyce era. And I'm all for playing beautiful football. I'm all for knocking it around on the ground. I'm all for entertaining the fans. But at some point, you've got to say, are we going to win this game? And to win the game, sometimes you have to do the dirty things. And right now, Everton players are not prepared to roll up their sleeves and get themselves dirty for the cause. And that is why they are out of the FA Cup. They're not in the League Cup. They're not in Europe. And right now, they're on the wrong side of the table. Everton are in trouble. They know it. The fans know it. And Silver knows it now.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, they brought on, uh, uh, they started, <coughs> excuse me, they started Sigurdsson, they started Richarlison. I mean, you know, they, this wasn't—they didn't play anything other than their full squad in this match. That was really pretty disturbing that they uh, went out the way they did.
2: Well, look, they—they've gone to—they've gone to South London. All right, Millwall, the den is one of the most intimidating places to play when it is rocking, and it certainly was rocking at the weekend. But that's no excuse. When you are a professional player, you should you should know that there's going to be intimidating stadiums where the fans are going to be on top of you, where where it's going to be a little bit more about character rather than what you can do with the ball. There's not enough character in that in that Everton team, and uh, unfortunately, I don't see anything changing.
1: Now, what about a manager manager change? I mean, really, let's let's be honest.
2: Well, I mean, you've got rid of Sam Allardyce because you know he didn't play attractive enough football for the Everton faithful. Well, right now, when you compare the records of the two managers, Silver and Allardyce, Allardyce actually had Everton in a better position in the league table than Silver does. And Silver's been given quite a bit of money to actually go out and uh, bolster the squad. So I would, I would, I would really hesitate to say that he's going to get sacked because that would just be I mean, almost madness to, to sack one manager, to hire someone else, and then sack him six months later. But, you know, this is a results game. And we, we say it time and time again. Well, you know, you've, you've, got, you've got to put in a shift. You've got to put in results. And you've got to make people happy. Right now, Silver's not doing that. Yeah, well, Nick, I mean, we could say the same thing about Fulham, right? And Fulham did change their manager. Oh, well, yeah, but they're still going to sack <laughs> the new one. And they're going to sack the new one because yeah. it's, a, it, it's a results-driven business. And, you know, Ranieri was brought in on a firefighting mission. Uh, the, the flames have got progressively ar- more and more
1: out. Yeah. And let me tell you, his ass is well burned at this point.
2: Well, yes, the, the flames have got well out of control. And, and you know, Ran- Ranieri's uh, very likely to be the next one on the chopping block. Um, but uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to write uh, the last rights for Fulham just yet.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, they did get uh, a break because th- they're not in any of the cup competitions. That, but they do face Brighton, Hope Albion next. I mean, Brighton are a tough team to beat.
2: Well, Brighton are a very tough team to beat. But, you know, Ranieri
1: had the luxury
2: of, you know, no FA Cup action, you know, after, after the debacle. And uh, he's got time to work with his players. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting a much better performance uh, against Brighton, who, like you said, are tough to beat. But I think if... If Fulham can get a point out of that game, they'd be very happy.
1: All right, well, another team that's really struggling a lot these days is Tottenham Hotspur, and they go out of the cup competition as well. They're now out of all the cup competitions, Nick. They lose uh, to Crystal Palace 2-0 in what was an absolutely, uh, allow me to say, pathetic performance.
2: Well, yeah, it was very alarming from Tottenham, and unfortunately now that's three on the they lost to Tottenham, uh, They lost to Manchester United in the Premier League, lost to Chelsea in the Carabao Cup and then followed that up with a very limp display against Crystal Palace. Um, you know, Kieran Trippier did have a chance to make it interesting from the penalty spot just before half-time, but uh, managed to blaze it wide after the wind blew on the ball. And in all honesty, you know, the, the fact that Tottenham haven't bought anybody is really coming home to hurt them. And I will say, I really do admire Pochettino because you know what, Nick? He comes out into the press room and he toes the party line. He doesn't slag off Daniel Levy, the chairman, who has not given him tuppence to strengthen the the squad. He says, you know what? We've got the players. We can work our way through this. But I think it's obvious to even the most ardent Tottenham Hotspur supporter, he does not have the depth in the squad. And without Kane, Dele Alli, Son, Tottenham are toothless. I mean, Really? Uh, they they provided
1: absolutely nothing in that game. Well, this is what we talked about, Nick. Uh, when they were flying high, we said, you know, they're fantastic. The first team that's out there can beat anybody on the given day. But a couple of injuries and this team is uh, in for some trouble. And that's what we're seeing now. Now, the good news, of course... Uh, is that South Korea went out in the very first round of the Asian Cup along with Australia, and Son is on the way home. But but he said he's absolutely mentally wiped out. So he's going to need a bit of a break before he comes back, and they desperately need him, Nick. Well, Tottenham Hotspur fans are not going to want to hear this, but right now their club is
2: reminding me somewhat of Arsenal. Yeah. Start brilliantly, play fantastic football, get all the pundits and the purists purring away, oh, look at this team. And then the injuries start and they just implode. And that's what Tottenham have done. I mean, I I don't care what Pochettino has done in the previous five months of the season. Let's look at the last week of the season. And he's not been able to rally the troops. And they've not been able to respond. And it's because they're not deep enough. So Pochettino needs to go into Daniel Levy's office and say, listen, mate, if you're not going to back me in the transfer market, I'm off. And, uh, you know, Real Madrid is still a, a, a very likely
1: candidate. <laughs> Do you think so, Nick? Even with this sort of spotty record, we can well, put it absolutely. down to lack of depth. But let's talk about that some more when we come back. History Soccer, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. I am not Dan Patrick. Neither is my co-host. I'm Nick Eber. He's Nick Webster. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Eber. You can find him at Nick Webster. And you can find us in the studio toll free. Don't be a cheap bastard. Call is free. 800 878 PLAY. That's 800 878 7529. We'll be right back on.
7: Call the Debt Helpline now.
0: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. 800 485 6003 800 485 6003 800 485 6003 Call right now that number is 800
6: 485
1: 6003 Welcome not pick it up Don't take back to the green suckers byline broadcast network Sirius XM 211 Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you we're talking about this weekend in the FA Cup we're going to look forward to some Premier League action as well starting tomorrow and Wednesday uh, really good stuff Nick let's talk about Tottenham we were talking about them a little bit before the break you know Pochettino said that uh, finishing in the top four is more important than winning a domestic cup now he might be right in that Moving into the new stadium, I mean, they have to have Champions League football in the new stadium. But they have a very difficult match against Watford coming up. Uh, Is it tomorrow or is it Wednesday? Uh, I'll have to look. But coming up here in the next couple of days. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Watford uh, do a number on them at Vicarage Road earlier on? Yeah, Yeah, No, Watford, are a tricky team to play. And this, all
2: of a sudden this is a must win for Spurs. I mean, anything but a victory. And I, I'm going to start actually fearing for their top four place in the premiership because, you know, Manchester United, uh, I mean, they, you, you spoke about Ferrari at the top of the show. Well, Manchester United are the Ferrari of the premier league. Now, I mean, they are V 12, they are throaty, they are roaring and uh, it looks like nobody can stop them. Uh, so, you know, Tottenham have to keep going. And, you know, the, 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 the Premiership, we say there's no easy games and it sounds like such a court cliche, but it is so true. And I, th- I think actually looking at this Tottenham team, they are shorn of confidence. Uh, you know, they look they looked very shell-shocked. Pochettino's body language on the sideline looks shell-shocked. They need some inspiration, okay? Now, if we look at the team right now, who is that player that's going to supply the inspiration to get Tottenham Hotspur firing again? I don't see anybody in the current starting eleven that can do it on a consistent basis.
1: No, you, and, and your guess on that actually is as good as mine, Nick, because I don't see it either. In fact, I, I see a team that has real confidence problems. I, until Deli Alley and Kane come back, uh, they, they look like Boy Scouts missing their leader.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean... And it just goes to show, and we've, we've, we've said it for three, four years. So, um, I mean, if, if we, Nick, if you and I know it, Daniel Levy must be an absolute colossal tool because we've said for so long that this Tottenham Hotspur team are so reliant on Harry Kane and Deli Alley. I mean, right now, Christian Eriksen is wrapped in bubble wrap. I mean, if he goes down, then Tottenham, I mean, ha- have got absolutely nobody. And from, from uh, people I'm hearing in the game, Christian Eriksen is exhausted. Uh, supposedly, yeah. he's mentally and physically exhausted from carrying this team so much. And, you know, I can't help but, you know, look at someone like Manchester City with their Sané and David Silva and Raheem Sterling. But they give each other rests. Tottenham do not have that luxury. And that is why they are in this problem right now.
1: And you know, you you mentioned Man United, so let's just set the perspective here because United have worked their way up the table now to be level on points with Arsenal, uh, not, not much between them in terms of goal differential, and they are only seven points back of Tottenham in third place. Now, you say seven points, that's, uh, you know, that's, there's only 15 matches left, that's a, potentially a lot of points, but the way Chelsea, the way Arsenal, and the way Tottenham are playing, the inconsistency that we're seeing from these supposed top six clubs, it, it just opens doors for United. And if they can keep that consistency, of course they're going to lose to Liverpool, but if they can keep that consistency going, um, you, you're right, Nick. I could very well see them sitting comfortably in that third spot with Spurs fourth.
2: Well, right now,
1: Manchester United are home
2: to Burnley, OK? I, I'm going I'm to put my neck on the line. Well, not really. But, I mean, that's a gap. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's three points for United. Tottenham, yes. I could see that. I could see them losing to Watford. And now the no. gap is just... 1-1. One, one. Now the gap is four points. Or now the, now the gap yep. is five points. I yep. mean, that, that, that gap which all of a sudden looks surmountable, I mean, insurmountable, it's, it's just it's one game away. You know, United are doing the right things right now. They are winning games, and they are putting pressure on Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal. And I'm telling you right now, those three London clubs are feeling the pressure, and their results scream that fact.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, you know, Chelsea, they're going to be facing Bournemouth. That could potentially be a tough fixture as well. It's a way Bournemouth have, have come up with some surprises. Uh, Arsenal, lucky for them, they're at home against Cardiff, but it's Arsenal. You just don't know, do you?
2: Well, the Bournemouth fixture has, it has potential banana skin written all over it. Yes, it, it. does. I mean, Ch- Tricky. Chelsea, Chelsea have not been convincing in the Premiership. Uh, you know, they, they've got their new signing, Igaín, but they really have to play a completely different style of football to what they've been playing the entire season under Sari, uh, And I really, I'm, I'm not sure about this, this signing, but uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Eden Hazard has come out. You know, he's not particularly happy with, with his manager, doesn't really care what his manager thinks. All is not right at Chelsea, that is for sure. With Arsenal, Arsenal should go and demolish Cardiff. I mean, I think Cardiff right now are really, they're reeling after you know, the, the, the tragedy on, uh, yeah. that, that, that befell the club. Uh, Neil Warnock, the, the Cardiff manager, who, I, who I'm actually a big fan of because he wears his heart on his sleeve, actually said in the newspapers that he was seriously considering retiring from the game. Uh, he said it's the hardest week he's ever had in football, and that from Neil Warnock is quite a statement. So I actually see Arsenal actually uh, you know, taking care of Cardiff City in quite a big way. wouldn't be surprised if they are. Uh, absolutely tongsum
1: yeah the situation with uh, Emiliano Sala was incredibly sad uh and from everything that I'm reading Nick it's had a massive effect not just on Cardiff City Football Club but on the fans as well on uh, both sides of the channel very very sad stuff and and you know we, we've seen a lot of tragedy this year we saw it obviously uh with um um
2: Leicester City. Um, with
1: the, uh, thank you, with Leicester City, I'm having a uh, mind block here. And you know, we we thought that the team would sort of rally around the tragedy and come together, but you know, it was such. It's such a massive tragedy. I mean, the death of your owner, the death of three or four other people. In this case, the death of you know a, a young man at the height of his game, with all his whole life ahead of him. Uh, it's just so incredibly sad, and it, it, this isn't sort of has has not become a rallying cry for the game of football if anything it's put the game in its true perspective that it's just that a game and so we've seen maybe not the responses that we thought we would see from Leicester City and and I don't think we're going to see that from Cardiff I, I think this team's absolutely taken a, a gut punch that has them down for the count Nick
2: yeah no I I think that as well um you know, you you, you expect a, a big rallying cry. Uh, I think the fact that Salas wasn't, uh, you know, a Cardiff City player for any, for any length of time. But I, I think what, what the tragedy has done is, as you just so rightfully mentioned, you know, it's a punch in the face to everybody that life is really fleeting. And, you know, now these Cardiff City players go to the Emirates. And as you just said, it's just a game. Well, for the Arsenal players, it's not just a game. You know, right. it's, uh, it's far more important than that. Bill, Bill Shankly had a quote. I'm not going to use that quote right now because it would be somewhat inappropriate. But uh, I, 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 re- I really think that Arsenal, if they, are, if they are professional, if they are professional, they will take Cardiff City
1: to the woodshed and, and do a big number on them. Yeah, well, I think they're going to. Uh, and I think the team, I think Arsenal as a team is ready for it. And uh, if they don't, Nick, if for some reason this is a nil-nil or a one-one or something other than a bit of a spanking, I'm going to say Arsenal are done.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know this this is this is must-win territory as well. But you know if they, if they don't get the result, then Manchester United uh, are, now, are now up to fifth and just heavy breathing on on Chelsea's neck and. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't see uh, anything else than you know, Ali Ganasolska, you keeping on winning until uh, until the big one in three weeks' time when they uh, face off against your uh, Liverpool team.
1: Yeah, you, you know, actually, I'm looking at the results from Arsenal, and you know, we talk about inconsistencies and inconsistent teams. Uh, they have been, uh, they have been so lucky. That United had this really really bad run under Mourinho, and that Chelsea have been struggling, and that everyone around them has not been all that great. Because you know, at the beginning of December they were in fourth place. They beat, uh, they had the big uh, derby. They beat Tottenham 4-2. Since then, it's a draw against United. They beat Huddersfield. They lost to Southampton. They beat Burnley. Uh, they lost to Brighton. Uh, they, they, sorry, me, draw with Brighton. They lost to Liverpool. They beat Fulham. They lost to West Ham and they just beat Chelsea. I mean, they're all over the place. There's no consistency at all in this team, Nick. They're, they're all over the place. Oh, they are absolutely all over the place. I mean,
2: they're good value if you're a neutral because uh, from an attacking point of view, you know, they do play some great football, but from a defensive point of view, I mean, they are an absolute disaster. Uh, much of it down to injury. Uh, some of it down to the fact that uh, Emre hasn't bought anybody. And I'm surprised, I'm really surprised that Arsenal haven't been busy in the transfer market, even even from a loan perspective. And to get a couple of centre-halves, I mean, they have nobody. They're threadbare as well. And so it it just goes to show that you know, these London clubs, Tottenham and, and Arsenal, they've got these, you know, Tottenham have got the new stadium. Arsenal, their stadium's 12, 13 years old now, but they're not spending the money. And I don't think the money's actually
1: there. Well, uh, that's Dan Kroenke for you, right?
2: Well, I've got to say, I think a lot of these American owners, you know, they talk a good game, but they're taking more money out of the clubs than they're putting back in. Well, you think that's the case with uh, Fenway Sports?
1: We will have to wait and see. I don't think so. All Mystery right. Street Soccer, Nick Gieber and Nick Webster with you here on Sports Byline Broadcast Networks and Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick, Sports. We're going to step aside, take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about the U.S. men's national team getting their first win under Greg Bohalter against Panama. But I want to talk about expectations and reality when we come back.
3: Love daily fantasy, but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV compete against other sports fans, and if you're right, win real cash and get to talk trash. Winview Games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation, and it's super easy to play. During the game, props are sent straight to your phone. You can compete in tournament-style contests that are available every quarter. Winview also has a $12,500 jackpot during the NFL playoffs called the Perfect Game. It's a winner-take-all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter. So, put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com slash predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com slash predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. Winview Games. When the game is on, it's on.
0: Eight five five three two five one seven eight zero. That's eight five five three two five seventeen eighty.
1: Actually, given that we're going to talk about the U.S. men's national team, uh, that song No More Heroes from the Stranglers. Uh, Nick Webster, they get a, a very nice, uh, fairly easy 3 0 victory with a very young squad against uh, a lackluster Panama team uh, in Arizona. Uh, first, give me your impressions of the match. Was there anything that interesting there? Was there anything you saw that Burhalter was doing uh, that uh, you took exception to or particularly liked?
2: No, I mean, I think uh, for his first game in charge, you'll be reasonably happy with the result. I mean, the, the one thing, uh, there was a couple of things that disappointed me, really nothing to do with the football. Uh, the fact that the game was in Arizona in a, like a 70,000-seater stadium and about 5,000 people bothered to show up. Uh, now, obviously, the, uh, the opponent wasn't the sexiest, but Panama have just come off, you know, being in a World Cup final, yes, England did smash them. Have to mention that. Harry Kane did get a hat trick. Had to mention that one as well. But, uh, you know, so Panama brought an experimental team. But, you know, $40 a ticket for a bit oh, of a rubbish game. I mean, right. what, what's, what's US soccer thinking, number one? Um, and so that does take a bit of luster off the result. And, and the, the other thing for me, which I don't quite understand, is why are they even playing an international uh, you know, there's 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 no international break. Uh, they were all uh, players that are just basically going through preseason. I mean, let's right. be honest; it it was a glorified testimonial
1: at, at some point. Well, what I thought was interesting, first of all, your your point is absolutely correct. This was not a FIFA, uh, this was not a FIFA window. This was not a a, a FIFA sanctioned international break. Clearly. This is a situation where you've got a lot of the U.S.-based players are on break with MLS. Uh, They're getting ready to go into preseason now. Certainly, it's a bit early still for preseason with the MLS players, isn't it, Nick? They don't usually start preseason until for another couple of weeks still. So one would think this is a way to sort of get them warmed up, uh, an opportunity for them to get some playing time. I'm with you. Look, Panama aren't that sexy of an opponent, but they did go to the World Cup and the U.S. did not, number one. Number two, let's deal with the real issue here, because the real issue is not the 9,000 in attendance that was stated by U.S. Soccer. It's the 6,000 that were actually in attendance by everybody else's count. Uh, You know, I think there's a real disconnect here with U.S. Soccer, and I think a real lack of understanding about just how much credibility this program lost by not making it to the World Cup. And you can gloss over it. We can talk about Bruce Serena. We can do all this, that, and the other. We can look back at past and history and talk about the incredible runs the U.S. have, as it had as the underdog and everything else. But the bottom line remains. We talked about this a little bit uh, in the last show on Friday, Nick, when I was talking about Major League Soccer and how it sort of left me a little bit cold You've got to earn respect. You've got to earn 60,000 people coming to a stadium. You've got to earn the right to charge $40 for a crap ticket to see a middling team. Don't just expect it. And, and that's how out of touch I still think U.S. soccer are with their fan base.
2: Oh, I agree with you 100%. I mean, you you, br- you bring up a fantastic point about your your rant from Friday saying MLS leaves you cold. Well, i got to say the U.S. men's national team leaves me cold. And the reason why it leaves you cold, Nick, is they're run by the same bloody people. MLS, some, U.S. soccer, they are all in bed together. There's no separation of powers whatsoever. And unless the United States men's national team can start putting in proper performances against proper teams in matches that matter and with fans rooting them on behind them, it's always going to be this like, you know, I, can't, I, I hate to say it, but it feels second rate. Meanwhile, yes, you've, got, you've, got, you've got the head honchos at US Soccer just trying to convince us that it's not second rate. Unfortunately for those guys who, let's be honest, none of them are real football people, the fans... And the media have got a heck of a lot smarter. They know what a good product is. And right now, U.S. soccer is not in a good place. They've got to do something better.
1: How much of a concern should it be for U.S. soccer and for Greg Berhalter that your future stars, the the, the guys that are looking to be the linchpin, the future of the U.S. national team, are not getting playing time at their big clubs? Well, it's got to be a massive concern
2: uh, because ultimately, you know, you want the big stars because, you know, if Christian Pulisic had rolled up to be in that, in that team uh, at the weekend, I'm sure the attendance would have been something in the thirty to 40,000 realm uh, because, you know, you, you want your star players playing in the big games. I mean, look, I, th- I think for, for the U.S., I, I, do, actually, I make... do, I, I do, I, I, feel was so very... I was sorry for them. No, I do feel somewhat sorry for them, though, because they're, they're in this region. And other than Mexico, it's crap. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we can talk about going to Costa Rica on a cold Tuesday night, and it's tough to go to Panama and get a result. And Guatemala's a really fearsome place to play. Okay, what a load of bollocks, all right? You are, you are the richest nation on earth. You have the best facilities. You have the greatest resources. You should be able to go to those places and get a result 99 times out of 100.
1: Yeah, no, my question actually, Nick, was how how concerned do you think Berhalter should be in U.S. soccer that the future stars, the future leaders of the U.S. national team are not getting playing time at their European clubs?
2: I mean, it's got to be a concern because after all, U.S. soccer and some, they're all about marketing, aren't they? They're all about marketing and promoting their big star players, so... It, it's be, it behooves. And, you know, we had this argument last week and we had a caller come in and, the, and you and the caller thought I was completely off my head on drugs. When I said the youth game is the most important thing in this country right now, because we must start developing our own world stars here in America. So we don't have to rely on the fact that they might not get in playing time at Chelsea. They might not get playing time at Borussia Dortmund or wherever they happen to be in Europe.
1: Yeah, well, we'll we'll continue that discussion uh, during the week, Nick. Let's uh, let's look at the Premier League matches for tomorrow because there are a few of them. We spoke a little bit about Arsenal against Cardiff. Uh, you said this is a must-win for Arsenal. Uh, I actually completely agree. I I hope if you're an Arsenal fan that you're going to see them do the number on Cardiff. Uh, but I do have a soft spot for Cardiff, Nick, after everything they've gone to. But I've uh, gone through. But I see this as uh, two or three nil for Arsenal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would be very disappointed if Arsenal actually didn't go to town and, and score four. But uh, two nils, probably the the sensible scoreline. But I I, th- I think four would be a more realistic one.
1: All right, so you're saying four nil, I'm saying two. All right, next one. And just talk about must win, shall we? Uh, let's talk about Fulham hosting Brighton Hove Albion. And Claudio Ranieri, I mean, he's in real trouble, Nick. Real trouble. I, I, think, I think this is a draw, though. Well, this one has got cardiac arrest written all
2: over it for uh, Claudio Ranieri. I mean, Brighton on the road, though, they're not the best team in the world. They're very good at the Amex. Not so good when they're on their travels. So I think, I think Fulham are going to have enough for this one. It's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be 1-0 to the Cottagers.
1: All right. I'm saying uh, 1-1. And that's at Craven Cottage as well, which is something to keep in mind. All right. Uh, let's go. Next one. Huddersfield, Everton. Uh, Don't Huddersfield have a brand new manager? They do, don't they? Yes, they do, right? Yes, Um, they do. And uh, get a little bounce, and Everton have a manager that's a little bit, shall we say, stale. Uh, Yes, I think this could be uh, most disappointing for the Toffees. I think I'm going to go on a limb here, Nick, and I'm going to say Huddersfield uh,
2: 1-0. Honestly, if if Huddersfield win this one, then Silva could conceivably be sacked. I mean... Huddersfield are goddamn awful. They are at the bottom of the Premier League for a reason. They've, You know, they've gone through a new manager for a reason. They can't score goals. Uh, they are on their way back to the championships. Everton have a team of supposedly world-class players. But this is, this is the kind of game where, once again, they've got to roll up their sleeves and they've got to show character. They've got to show balls. And if they don't do that... Huddersfield could conceivably get the shock. But I, I, I just, I can't see Everton throwing this one away. 1-0 one to the Toffees.
1: All right, this is at the John Smith Stadium, though, in Huddersfield. Home field
2: advantage, Nick. Still 1-0 to Everton. They've got, they've, <laughs> they've got too much quality.
1: Yeah, this is my upset of the day tomorrow. I, I, I'm going to go with Huddersfield. But, uh, so you're saying 1-0 Everton. All right, uh, we'll have that one. Um, the next one, at Molyneux, it's uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus West Ham United. Uh, Nick, I'm going to give my prediction straight out for this. Uh, this is a Wolves win. West Ham look just awful.
2: Yeah, I, some strange things going on at West Ham at the moment. Obviously losing to Wimbledon, uh, AFC Wimbledon from League One. Big shock, you know, and, and they didn't just lose to them. I mean, they got thrashed. I mean, they right. were 3-0 down before they mounted a comeback. The final score of 4-2 did not flatter Wimbledon at all. And then within five minutes of that result, West Ham announced that Marco Anatovic has decided that he's not going to go to China and that he's going to stay at West Ham for some obscene amount of money. There is something rotten at the club right now i actually think wolves will win this one they are very good at molyneux and uh santos has done a remarkable job wolves to win this one 3-1 oh
1: i said 2-0 you're saying 3-1 um we both agree wolves are going to win this one and wolves there's a couple of teams Watford and Wolves and Brighton they can really turn it on if they want to yes i mean
2: like Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, you know I, I love a couple of their players Nevis is so talented uh, Ramirez up top is a real, real handful. And I really like the, what they do at home. Great atmosphere at Molyneux Stadium. I actually think, uh, you know, they, they should win this
1: one going away. Oh, you know, another player that's really impressed me is uh, Andres Townsend at, at Crystal Palace. I mean, can you believe that Spurs, uh, Spurs let him go? Well, I can because
2: uh, I think at the time he was a bit unhappy with the amount of playing time he was receiving. Uh, but Tot- Tottenham did a good job with Townsend. You know, he was with the club a long time. Right. Turned him into an England international. But Ta- Townsend, uh, he's he's really turning it on for Crystal Palace. And right now, he's my contender for goal of the season after that just sumptuous yeah. strike against Manchester City.
1: Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. All right, uh, Old Trafford. Uh, I'm going to make a quick prediction here. Man United, Burnley. Uh, this will be two or three nil. Man United.
2: And uh, that I think that is either nine or ten wins on the bounce for Ani Solska, which would be quite incredible. I mean, the, the form of the team, the confidence, what they did to Arsenal in the FA Cup last Friday was staggering. And I and I thought Solskjaer's substitutions showed a great deal of nuance uh, when, when when you look at how the game was panning out. You know, Pogba is just flying. Rashford cannot stop scoring goals, and even Lukaku. Big, fat bum Lukaku. He's found a home on the right-hand side. He was excellent yeah. against Arsenal. The question yeah. for me is, defensively, are they strong enough to, to really work it against the likes of City and Liverpool? I don't think so. But against Burnley, another clean sheet for United. Another yeah. win for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer,
1: 3-0. You're 3-0. I'm 2-0. Yeah, this will almost certainly be a win for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, next one. Uh, you know, this is an interesting one. We only have a minute. Uh, Newcastle are going to lose at home against Manchester City uh, at St. James's Park. And I don't know what's going on at Newcastle. A lot of negativity exuding from there these days.
2: Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, I, I thought Rafa had actually turned the corner. Um, you know, they put together a nice little run of results. Started moving away from the, the, the wrong end of the table. But now the doom and gloom is coming back. And I think the fact of the matter is quite simple. Mike Ashley is not spending any money. He's not giving... Rafa, any reinforcements? And uh, oh, City will win. We've got to get to break.
1: We've got to get to break. Yeah. Give me a score quickly. Three nil, City. I'm going three nil as well. All right, we've got to go to break. We'll be right back for Street Soccer. Don't go anywhere.
0: That's
4: 800-847-1183. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating.
0: 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800 570 9631. That's 800 570 9631.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to Mystery Soccer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, most importantly, we hope you will make us a regular part of your week as we are with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM Channel 211. Uh, Nick Webster, let's run down our predictions very quickly for tomorrow. Uh, this is what we had. Arsenal Cardiff, I said 2-0, Nick said 4-0. We both have Arsenal winning that one. Fulham, Brighton, Hove Albion, I have a draw, 1-1. Nick has Brighton, 1-0 over Fulham. Or did you have Fulham winning, Nick? Uh, yes, I have Fulham winning that one. Oh, yeah, you had Fulham one 0 My bad. All right. Uh, Huddersfield, Everton. I said this will be a big shock. I think Huddersfield will win one nil. Uh, Nick, you think Everton will win one nil? Uh, Wolves, uh, um, Wolves, uh, West Ham United. Uh, we both have Wolves winning. Me by two nil scoreline. Nick by three one scoreline. Man United, Burnley. A simple one for us. It's two uh, nil for me. It's three nil for Nick. And Newcastle, Man City, we both have a three-nil scoreline. Uh, there you have our predictions for this weekend. And just a reminder uh, that uh, you can find us on Twitter pretty much uh, anytime you want. I am at Nick Geber. He is at Nick Webster, and uh, we talk football throughout the week. Most importantly, we'll be back here with you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we'll look for Wednesday's games because there are a full slate of matches on Wednesday as well, Nick. Yes, very excited. You know, Liverpool will be in
2: action. uh, And uh, I'm sure Mo Salah will be back up to its tricks again. You know, it was great to see the FA Cup. uh, Disappointed to see the violence. But uh, I'm really intrigued about the uh, fifth round because Chelsea play Manchester United. And I believe
1: that whoever wins that game will go on and win the FA Cup. Well, there you have it. We're starting to take shape and see who's what, where, when, and possibly why as well. Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you folks. Tune in tomorrow. Same place, same time. We'll give you, we'll see how we did with our game predictions. In the meantime, have an absolutely wonderful night. Enjoy the football. Stay safe. And don't forget, find us on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash this street sports talk. Cheers.